0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: All right, let's do it live on a first Friday edition of the program. Welcome into Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z in the resplendent Cleveland Browns defensive back hoodie. What a gorgeous piece of cloth on you today. Oh, baby. some sort of a chili did you have, or was that a... What oh, was that? what so a just, real treat.
2: I just went in there and worked out and was able to get fired up in the gym. Yeah. I had a great time. And so when I came out.
1: And you were able to get fired up because yeah. that's nice in the gym to be drove, able to do that. To get, 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 excited. get excited
3: and
2: push some heavy weights.
3: Oh, around. sad. We got oh, to get some great. So much fun. Here's yeah. coach. I like guess uh, we know that we're going to have to be about our business. Uh, if you want to try and beat this team, uh, as we know, they're very, very well coached. Uh, Offense, defense, and special teams, very, very sound in in everything that they're doing. A bunch of good players. Offensively, not sure if we're going to see Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. We have to prepare for both guys. We uh, saw Mac Jones last year, so we know what he's uh, capable of. Uh, And I think this young quarterback, uh, I'm very, very impressed with what they've done with him uh, and how he's playing and operating uh, right now for them. So really good group on offense. Uh, I think they're very, very physical a huge offensive line. Uh, they they are, are, are running the ball well with multiple schemes. They have very good passes off of those runs, whether it's play actions or keepers, uh, screens. So they're they're very balanced, but it's a, a very physical group. Defensively, it's it's a, a huge challenge for uh, our offense. Uh, they present issues in, in the run and the pass, multiple fronts, multiple coverages, very, very versatile uh, football players uh, that can align really everywhere um, but good players uh, throughout that defense and then special teams uh, again very well coached very physical um, kickers kicking at a high level as he's been uh, for many years so just a good good specialist uh, dangerous returner. so uh, everything adds up to a great challenge. And I think that's what our guys are focused on uh, right now in, in, in our meetings, in our walkthrough, in our practice, is making sure that we uh, prepare uh, really, really hard this week because it's going to be a, a very big challenge. And with that, I'll take any questions. Coach, is
4: the, is the goal to get D.I. ready for Sunday?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, hard to say, Tom. Uh, we sh- we'll see. I wouldn't rule him out uh, at this point. Uh, but just met him for the first time yesterday and learning some of our terminology. There is some carryover with what he did with DQ down in Atlanta. Uh, so there is, he does have a basis of knowledge for what we're doing, uh, but need to see him practice all, all those things.
5: How are they different with zapping a quarterback compared to what you've seen with, uh, with
3: Max? Yeah, not, not a whole lot different. Um, they're they're running the ball really well. Uh, they're efficient in their run game. Uh, He's got a very good understanding in the pass game of where to go with the ball. So, some of the drop back, it's it's progression reads where he's getting through it quickly, getting the ball out of his hands uh, in a timely fashion. So, I, I think they're running their offense uh, truly, regardless of, of who the quarterback is. I think both guys are very talented. Jones
6: has played uh, five years or so. How much will that make it easier for him to?
3: Who's that, Jeff? Deion Jones. Deion Jones. Okay, yeah.
6: How much easier would that make it for him to just acclimate himself to your defense?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's a process, and it's different for each guy. Uh, Deion's a very smart football player, very intelligent, uh, has been in a similar system, so we'll see uh, how much he can catch up. Uh, like I said, we just really got to get to meetings with him yesterday, so it's crash course like it is when you acquire a player midseason, and we'll see what he can handle.
5: What about the uh, nose tackle? Is he in the same situation? Who's that? Uh, the nose tackle you picked
3: up. Tyler yes. Davidson. Uh, yeah, I think all, all those guys, I'd say with all of them, Tony, you're kind of just getting out there, get to practice, see, see where they are physically, see where they are mentally, and those type of things. What does
5: it say that you needed to pick up a nose tackle? Was that a blind spot on the Yeah, roster?
3: did we put him on the practice squad or is he on the roster? Right. Practice squad? Yeah, I think, as you know, with us, we're always adding guys to the practice squad and, and um, taking a look at players. Uh, so, uh, that's it.
7: Kevin, Do you have uh,
8: any worry about Kate's
4: state of mind?
3: This no, I don't.
4: With, uh, Patriot Stevenson coming off a career game. I mean, I know he gave you guys problems last year. Just how difficult of a back is he to defend, especially his ability to pick up yards after contact?
3: Yeah, very, very impressive uh, running back, Ashley. I mean, powerful, good feet for a power back, uh, can carry the load, um, good in their run types that they're running with him. Uh, I really think he can – gap scheme, he can run wide zone, uh, but runs behind his pads, physical football player.
4: Kobe he, earlier, he just kind of laid it out there and said it's not that defenses are stopping us on offense, it's we're we're stopping ourselves at times, even even though playing well more often than not. Do you feel that's, that same way, Kevin, that um, you know, offensively, you guys at times have beaten yourselves as opposed to a defense? Stop?
3: Yeah, well, First, I'd always give credit to the opponent. Um, now, having said that, you, you know you, you want to, you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to to be successful on offense and and not have uh, mistakes, whatever they are, uh, to hold you yourself back. Because we've played played some really good defenses. We're going to play some really good defenses. We're playing a really good one this week. So you really do have to control what you can control on your side and, and try to be. Um, as sound and as disciplined as you are because uh these are challenging uh fronts and coverages that you face week in and week out i
8: have a couple injury questions for you um how's denzel doing is he in the building
3: yeah he's uh he's in the protocol but uh he's working through it i I really don't i don't know okay
8: and davian it looks like you got a couple extra injuries added to the thing how's he doing
3: He's going to rest today. Uh, you know he's he plays through a lot of things as you know, um, but uh, he's resting and he's recovering.
8: He didn't sit, or suffer any significant setback to the ankle play. No, today. no. Thomas Graham, go corner. You just
3: kind of
4: greedy us, be ready to play this
3: week. Yeah, I think it's trending that way. Uh, again, just got back to practice last week, but I want to give him the chance to get through these next few days. But he he looks good
4: give up 200 yards in back-to-back games on the ground, and Andrew Berry quickly within 24 hours makes a couple of defensive roster moves. Is there a little message to be sent to the guys on that side of the ball as well? No,
3: no, we don't send messages uh, like that. Um, And You can imagine a lot of those moves are being discussed over weeks, so I wouldn't read into that
6: for game you know or sorry game plan for scheme. You talking mm-hmm. about the defense. Is it different facing Belichick who's been doing this for so long?
3: Yeah, well I think for whenever you're playing any defense, if you go back and watch a hundred games, you're gonna have to be preparing for a lot of scheme. Uh, we go back and, and you can watch four games, you can go back and watch ten, you can watch all of last season. So uh, they they do they're really good at at uh, giving you multiple looks, playing multiple coverages. And I think what's most impressive, and, and they've always done this, is just having versatile football players that really can line up anywhere so they can give you uh, a look at a sub that looks like their base. They can get in base and give you a, a look that you maybe you weren't anticipating. So that, that's a, you know, a credit to their coaches, a credit to their players, and able to uh, mix up their looks. How
4: tough is Matthew Judon to handle and how well is he playing right now?
3: Yeah, great player. Uh, We've played against him, playing at a very high level. Mary Kay, he's a, he rushes the passer um, with a savvy, but he's also just very athletic. I mean, just watch him chasing people down and how fast he is and, and long. So uh, I think he's a great combination of size, speed, athleticism, but also a, a really good awareness in his rushes.
2: I know it's been a few years since Jacoby was with the Patriots, but is there any advantage to the – your quarterback having some institutional knowledge about that organization
7: and specifically what that that defense uh, may do. I don't.
3: Th- I, I really don't think so. Uh, Jacoby was there, uh, you know, some years ago. He knows some of the coaches, some of the players, but you know, offenses, defenses evolve over the years. So, um, uh, of course, there's some familiarity, but it's not like you know they haven't changed either. I you
9: noted that tackling was an issue and a lot of the guys after the game said they expected it to be an emphasis in practice. How have you seen those guys kind of respond to having to get back to those fundamentals during practice and really take that lesson
3: on? Yeah, it will be uh, today. We'll, we'll do some extra and you know you, you drill fundamentals every single day and uh, you talk about them and, and you drill them and you watch tape and I, I think so much of this game can be distilled down to fundamentals and techniques uh, so certainly for a our defense and for a football team tackling is a huge part of that. Uh, so you can't we can't ever lose sight of that. Just to
4: clarify, are you going to do extra tackling drills today? So what you mean by
3: that? Or- we'll do uh, yeah, I wouldn't I don't want to overstate it either, but we'll have extra emphasis, put it that way
6: brush here Kevin, but is it a technique thing or is it like a mental effort thing when it comes to the missed tackles
3: yeah listen you're, you're there's some very good ball carriers uh, so you are going to miss tackles but that's where being relentless to the football and having 11 guys running the ball can can help that uh but it it always does go back to down to tracking you know ultimately tracking putting yourself in good position and then the techniques when you uh, arrive at the ball carrier
4: Tackle in my practice. Under you certainly understand that. But mm-hmm. so how do
3: you practice tackling. Yeah. Again, we drill tackling every day, uh, so this is not something new. Um, but you, we're going to just make a renewed emphasis uh, as a group, uh, some of the different techniques that that we need to get, we need to work on, just sharpen up. It's and, you know, not too dissimilar to when you're on the other side and uh, there's a certain combination block that you're you didn't do quite as well as you think you should you pretty simply you just make sure that you drill it the next week
5: what do you see as the major difference in the Patriots offense with McDaniels not there Matt Patricia calling
7: right?
3: yeah that's a good question Tony I think uh, you know I, I know coach Patricia uh, I have a ton of respect for for him and, and what he's done and I uh, haven't competed against him over the years uh, Joe Judge I know well awesome football coach so they have, uh, they have a some really good talented coaches and i think you can see them putting together uh, some really good plans where the the run game marries up with the pass game uh, you got to defend the run uh, obviously just with how physical they are uh, but they certainly uh, know how to scheme guys open in the pass game off of that run game
10: We've asked for seven about the, the value of jacoby's experience i'm trying to find another way to ask this question good but luck given given that he's had Three late-game interceptions. You've mm-hmm. talked about how tough he is on himself, and how you have not lost any trust or confidence that he's up for those moments. How helpful is that to have that guy with that kind of experience base that can kind of
3: move past it? Yeah, without a doubt. I think, you know, you're playing quarterback in this league. I think we all recognize how hard that is, and there are going to be moments that you you absolutely have to bounce back from, uh, and just the makeup. Uh, that Jacoby has, and and the things he's seen, the things he's been through, uh, I have no doubt in my mind uh, that he will be ready to go on Sunday. When
8: you talk about the challenge of facing a coach, the Belichick coach team. Um, did you learn anything, or have anything driven home um, during that matchup a year ago?
3: I mean, we just we we, we didn't do anything right. <laughs> Let me start there. Uh, offense, defense, special teams. We uh, we did not play anywhere near a sound football game, a complete football game, and it got away from us. So uh, this is a team uh, that you – I mean, you can't beat yourself ever in the NFL. Um, You you just – you can't beat yourself against a Patriots team. They're they're well-coached. They're not going to beat themselves. Um, So you got to be about your business. Good. Okay. Thanks, guys.
1: All right, there's Coach Stefanski at the podium. We will react to some of the things he had to say there. We'll also get you set with some roster moves that have happened here in the building and around the league. Bernie Kozar going to join us in the 2 o'clock hour as well. Before we get to all of that and before we get to these fine messages, Browns fans, catch the Kevin Stefanski Show with Z and Gerard. That's tomorrow night, 7 to 8, Greaton Road Tavern. Meet Browns quarterback Josh Dobbs. And check out the Thursday night football game as the guys get you ready for Sunday's game against the Patriots. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 mm. ESPN Cleveland.
0: Browns daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland
1: there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion barking backers presented by milkbone is the Brown's newest club for pet parents worldwide sign up today at barkingbackerscom barking backers the fan club for dogs, You heard Coach Stefanski there in his press conference tackling myriad issues. Uh, among those, would Deion Jones be ready to play this week? As you could imagine, the answer to that is we will wait and see. Uh, but he was designated return from the injured reserve. Uh, and additionally, from a roster standpoint, yep. you have cornerback Thomas Graham Jr. waived. Miller Forrestal signed back to the practice squad as well. Dr. Z.
2: Yeah, and so you look at that linebacker room last week. Dakota Allen was active off of the practice squad, so my guess is that Deion Jones would be ready. This is a game where I think the Browns are going to play a lot of base. You're going against a a team in New England who will have the tight end on the field every single play. Hunter Henry last week played 59 of the 60 snaps and they'll also do what we do with Michael Dunn, that tackle eligible as an extra tight end. They had their tackle eligible. Marcus Cannon played 12 snaps last week as that tackle eligible player. So this is a run-first offense, uh, and we'll talk about that. But, yeah, getting Deion Jones in there would be good. He's a guy who can he racks up tackles, over 100 tackles, and for the last five years had over 130 a year ago. Uh, he's been a pro bowler. He's good in coverage. Now, I'm curious, he was more of a will in his time there at Atlanta, mm-hmm. he's played the mic and he's been the green dot. Uh, my guess is they would want him to play the mic here. Um, but I'll tell you what, it would give us a heck of a pass-catching linebacking unit or a heck of a pass-coverage linebacker unit with him in the mix now. So big move for the Browns, obviously, one they felt they needed to make to shore up you know what has been since Anthony Walker Jr. has gone down. Rapidly declining running back uh, linebacker play and, and allowed for, you know, teams to just run the ball at will against us. Coach was
1: asked, you know, in the, um, in the presser by somebody, you know, I think it was Daryl, does he send a message with the acquisitions of the, of the two guys? And Coach said, no, that's not our style to send messages. Um, but while that may not be the style, if you acquire two defensive players and one of them on a Sunday afternoon after a game, it tells you that things aren't right. So that is a message that you're not good enough defensively, and we made steps this week, Andrew Barry did, to get better defensively.
2: Yes. It is – it's not like we're sending you a message No, in a way that is, you know, would be – nothing that is done exactly or anything it's saying what's happening right now isn't good enough. And we need more players to make it better. And so we're getting them
1: there. There's nothing passive aggressive about this right. operation.
2: That would be. And I think that's right? the implication. Are you sending a message that's through no, Through this? No, this is directly saying this isn't good enough. And we're bringing right. somebody else in to do your job because you're not doing it at a high enough level.
11: Yeah.
1: That is, that is the difference of that one. Um, so that's where you go on that. You enjoy uh, it. I mean, we did not get the result that we wanted. I want to ask you uh, last night with the guardians, uh, let we'll do a couple of minutes on that real quick um how much were were you into this was it something
2: that you had on we had it on the whole i had every single pitch on we had on the side tv but everything was on
1: when is the last time you okay so you second screened it yep when was the last time you second screened a baseball game start to finish
2: i couldn't tell you honestly the last the last time i watched a baseball game start to finish was when the then indians were in the world series
1: same i think same probably um how much did you were you aware that Bob Costas was going to be
2: on the call? I was fully aware prior to. Prior to. Yeah. Okay. I was at And I was able to listen to we I probably listened main screened probably the first four or five innings. Okay. So you got to hear him. It felt and and this is just real quick from again just a couple of innings felt like Costas was on his game was thrilled to be doing it had put in a ton of research and anecdotes about basically everything that was going on and and Ron Darling was mailing it in on an epic proportion
1: it felt like costas was like in a ken burns episode yeah he was uh, a baseball yeah totally i mean he was all in with all of that type of stuff totally i don't know that he'd seen the guardians play much yeah but in terms of the big picture stuff he knew it all he was he was doing that and darling did feel pretty darling was
2: like yep okay yeah, he dropped something about the guy who was three outs away from a perfect game back yeah. in like the – and then later was like – and then he got sick and he died, and Darlene's like, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of payoff. <laughs> cool.
2: I'm working a lot over
1: here, yeah, man. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. working a lot. There is something glorious about seeing um, that stadium and you being in the middle of it and, and the pageantry and all of it and that there, goes around. And, it, so. the, and the pinstripes. Yeah. Yeah, all of that is awesome. I will say that it is a tough ask from a baseball perspective if you're trying to pursue more more of it to find I'm I'm thinking okay well this is on Turner the other one must be on TNT. No, in fact not. You had to go to FS1 to find yeah. Dodgers and Padres and we're bouncing all over. They're on what are they on four different networks? They're on Big Fox, FS1, TBS.
2: I don't know like, why make it easy. It's a lot, man. It's like the NCAA tournament now. It's like they're on, on every network possible
1: yeah it, it is it's, it's spread out a bunch amongst a bunch of stuff so that game is now uh that goes uh down one zip game two is on thursday game three would be here on saturday and then if necessary game four is sunday
2: sunday buckle in like is
1: downtown ready for all of that we got it let's
2: get there let's take care of our business and get to that sunday but I, that's going to be a big day yeah big day what's our weather have you looked
1: Eh. I think it's eh. How much? Like, I mean, what are we talking about here?
2: Nothing crazy. I think there could be some rain. Where's Gibby? Gibby's usually on this. All right, let's see. Gibby's out there. Oh, okay. I mean, it's
1: brisk. It's like 60.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a little after it looks today.
1: looks like the rain is. Uh,
11: we're going back to fall weather.
1: It looks like the rain is primarily forecasting for Saturday.
11: Correct, which could push everything. And the other problem becomes the weather in New York on Thursday – is not looking ideal. So if that happens. But
1: you're, if that happens and you just play every day, right? Yep. You go Friday,
11: Saturday, yep. Sunday,
1: Monday. But if you get rained out Saturday. oh, This is a – do you guys look at this window? Saturday is like 84% chance of rain. Monday's 85% chance of rain. Right now Sunday is 12%. Correct. So it's kind of the only window in there where it looks like it could be, you know, relatively dry. Yes. I mean we're going to meet the Patriots in a second but this is this has got the feeling of a this is a mutter, right?
12: This oh, is a baby. couple
1: of t- a lot of haymakers. Mutter. They can't sling it. We can, but I mean what we want to do is run it. They want
2: to run it. A lot. They're going to – same thing as us. Yeah. It's not quite the Spider-Man gift but it's sorta we're a much better offense than they are. We're more talented. We have a better tight end, we have a better wide receiver. A Better quarterback. A better quarterback better running backs
1: significantly yeah
2: better offensive line although their offensive line is excellent I will point out um yeah we have got yeah I think we should beat this football team but they are they will be scheme ready for us we saw that last year Mm -hmm. and we've got to find a way to overcome I mean they put a beating on us now no Nick Chubb no Kareem Hunt different quarterback obviously no Amari Cooper but they dominated us
11: um they've dominated us for a couple years
2: well they, well, they dominate everybody for 20. I, I was going to say. remember that? Are you going back to the Tom Brady game?
11: No, 2019, Freddie.
2: That wasn't a domination. We were in that game. There were a few. Like Nick Chubb uncharacteristically no, had no, a couple no, no. of fumbles.
11: We were great on the first drive. And then after that, and by the way, it was like a nor'easter. So did like it like Cam? Who was Who's
1: quarterbacking them in 19? I mean, we Brady's been a new in New England in Tampa three years, so he would have been gone. He was there 19-20-21. The last time, we year, right? That was two. Was Brady still there in nineteen? What's that? Should be. This is Brady's third year in Tampa. Oh yeah, so Brady's still there in nineteen. Yeah,
11: we came off the bye week and we were missing. I think we were missing they beat Benzel us. and Greedy, our they top two corners. All right, and it got ugly All quick. Right.
2: They beat us twenty-seven thirteen. Yes, they were ahead seventeen not nothing, close. but. So we got. they got the ball punt. We got the ball punt. They got the ball field goal. We got the ball. Don't you remember there was that play where uh, they couldn't get the handoff to Nick Chubb? Yes. Because, like, somebody got right up the middle and basically stole the handoff and they ran it in. That was 10 nothing. Then the very next drive, the very first play, Nick Chubb ran for 44 yards yep. and then lost a fumble at the end of that play. And then we threw an interception. Yep. On the very next play, we had a turnover on three straight plays.
11: It escalated quickly,
2: and then they scored. It was seventeen nothing, and then yeah, that was it. We got it to seventeen to ten though, and then there was all kinds of. I don't remember that
11: ever feeling like we never were close. felt that way. No. <laughs> no, um, in our my first year on the network ten years ago, we had the lead. Gronk got knocked out of the game. Buster Screen Door just got picked on. Tom Brady went after him and they scored like three they scored twice in the last minute and a half to force overtime and then he just went right down the field and they beat us. When is the last
1: time they were here? It was Brady's first game back after Deflate Gate. Oh, my gosh. And that then was we'll, a bloodletting. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get him here this year and what could be his last – who knows if this yes. is his last season or not. That will happen later in the year. So it's, the last time they were here – it's weird how that works with the NFL schedule, how we were there in 19, and we're, and, and so now this, this they return at this yeah, time. It, it, and we it were is, there last year. So we were there twice, and now they're back. Going there has never been
11: a positive experience other than staying in Providence the night before and getting the food scene there.
1: Yeah, it's a good. That's they. they, The notorious, famous for that. Correct. Go ahead, sir. What time is it? It's one twenty-seven.
2: And what do we do from one to three every day?
1: This show. That's right. Yeah. And who regularly scheduled? Who
2: in my family would you say knows that better than anybody? Miss Kay. The nana. And Nana. The two ladies in your life. At one thirteen, I receive a series of four texts
1: from the official Nana.
2: From the official Nana, the first is the picture. It's it's a link sent from Amazon. Amazon Essentials Women's Sherpa Lined Fleece Full Zip Hooded Jacket.
1: <laughs> well, it's Amazon Man- early preview and day. And
2: Nana doesn't have Prime, so I have Prime. She's the one. She's the one. So whenever she wants to order anything from Amazon, who does she? Eat? Yeah. If this really bugs you, let me know. These are available at a good price only for Prime. And then she puts an emoji of the, like, face. Yeah. Would you please order me a size medium in one of each of the following colors? Oh, it's a variety pack: burgundy, charcoal gray, cameo, gray camo, red heather, navy heather. It's XO, like a, thanks. I mean, oh, you're, P.S. You're also an olive heather. Second. XO, P.S. Of course, I know not now while you're on the show. Dot dot dot. But she sent them while I'm on the show, so okay. we're at we're burgundy, all right? Charcoal gray. Yep. Gray camo. Yep. Red heather, yep. Navy heather, yep. Olive heather, yep. Six different colors. Nana does when she finds an item of clothing she likes, she tends to get it in a variety of colors. And she's like Steve Jobs. She's like Steve Jobs. A and full Nana uniform she will have these, and this is a sherpa-lined fleece full-zip hoodie. She's defending herself now, saying, "I did it while there was a press conference going on. Is when she sent the text."
1: Well, we're still paying very close attention. We're still listening and to the press conference. That's right. We're, we yep. are working.
2: We are. I mean, six is
1: an incredible variety. I mean, she could literally run these out
2: once. Uh, why not every get day, seven? Get seven and do a different have a, one and just run them through. Just call one Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Today's 7, my 7, burgundy yeah. day. Here's yeah.
1: my camo gray day. Here's my olive day.
2: Right? Maybe she'll. Come are up. there
1: seven colors?
2: Let's see. I bet there's. I bet there are infinite colors. Would be my if I'm. All right, I pulled it up now. I because it's prime early day. Everybody's one. all excited. Oh yeah, there's. One, two, three, four, five. I'm surprised she didn't go with an oatmeal, Heather. It's nice. Six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Is this 12, the Amazon 13, 14, Essentials? 15, 16 line? colors. Yep. Yeah, okay, I
1: found 16 it. 16 colors. I mean, it's a nice $11 off savings. It
2: sure is. It's wonderful.
11: Like, you could get, I feel
2: like. It's a lot of zip-up hoodies, you, though, Nana. You could get two more
11: for a birthday, two for Christmas. And
1: it's still
2: $25 a pop. Hour. I mean, we're, making a, we're still making a sizable investment. It's a sizable
1: investment in something. Have we tried this on, Nana? No. I feel like you'd want to know what the fit is before you went that far in. I, my advice to her would be, we're early on in Prime Days. My advice would be, order one. It'll be here tomorrow.
2: Here's what I'd say to you. Try it, and then we can go all in. You. It's free shipping as a prime member. Would one hundred percent be concerned more with like the properness or the propriety of the fit? Correct. It Would be a my number one priority. But she's not. Is it warm and can I wear it?
1: <laughs> they got a men's version too. That's a, a a pullover. Looks
2: fantastic. Sherpa lined. Hey. Maybe that's what we you should could, get. You could uh, do matching, how about a um, uh, how ones? about a cream sherpa lined amazon yeah an oatmeal
1: i did some reconnaissance work right, I did, are, we, I are did, we getting closer we are i am uh i did find a bone nike makes a bone of course hoodie,
2: that's the ramps which yeah
1: so that would be that feels like the right for what we're trying to get done here when we when we handle our
2: business that feels like the way to handle it matt fishman has chimed in he'll take an olive heather 2x fish gotcha you you got it. You well, fish, fish. Why stop there? Take out of Fish. Can,
11: focus on getting better. How could
2: focus. you? How could you only have one color offer? Bone broth fish. Yeah. Bone broth.
1: Hit yourself yes. with some bone broth. It's a, bone broth essential. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call one eight hundred elk Ohio. and Elks a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We will meet the New England Patriots coming up next. You're list to Cleveland Browns daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: And the Bath of can give you that bathroom of your dreams. You can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like experience. Let them make it a reality for you guys. They can do it for you in about a day at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower model. They are experts and factory trained installers. Call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Call 216 220 8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects, all made in the United States. Simply put, superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com. 216 220 8399. Time to meet the 2022 New England Patriots. They are two and three on the season, in last place in the afc east and if you look at the way that that division is trending they might want to get used to that based on their current roster
2: situation no doubt juxtaposed to everybody else's for a full breakdown now dr z all right patriots are two and three losses at miami to baltimore and at green bay although they took them to overtime win 17 14 at pitt and then 29-0 to zero last week against Detroit. In their losses, they're giving up 28 points a game. In their wins, they're only giving up seven. This team is average in every way. And what I mean by that is you can look at here on, they got this handy-dandy sheet from the NFL stats, and they rank yep. you offense, defense, and you get a red if you're in the bottom uh, five of the league, and you get a green if you're in the top five of the league. They have, on defense, not one green, not one red. They're in the middle of the pack in everything. 15th in total defense, 12th in scoring, 22nd rushing, 11th passing, 23rd on third downs, 8th in sacks, 8th in turnovers, 13th in the red zone, 24th in big plays allowed, 15th in yards per play. By the way, how about this for our offense? Fourth total, 6th scoring, 1st rushing, 5th on third downs, 1st in sacks allowed, 4th in turnovers, 1st in big plays. I mean, we're green, all green. All the way, they're on offense. All,
1: hey, that's Matthew McConaughey. The name of his book, Green Lights. Is green that Lights, it? baby. All green way. Lights, brother. Man, you just got to keep living. Keep living. Lights.
2: They are 17th in total offense, 19th scoring, 9th rushing, 21st passing, 21st on third downs, 29th in turnovers. Mac Jones was having big problems with that. 28th in the red zone. They do hit some big plays on you though. Tied for sixth in big plays. That's their best rank in in anything offensively or defensively so far. This season, they will have a new quarterback, Bailey Zappi, who played very, very well for them last week. We'll see if he maintains that spot as the starting quarterback or if Mac Jones is able to return. My guess is that it would be Bailey Zappi. Bill Belichick, by the way, with his next win, will tie Don Shula 257 wins for the second most regular season wins by a head coach with a single team in NFL history. So that's something that he's looking for. Uh, Back to their quarterback, Bailey Zappi. 104.7 quarterback rating. He's got a higher completion percentage and passer rating than Mac Jones this year. Mac Jones had thrown five picks through the first three weeks of the season. Zappy's 105 rating is fifth in the NFL behind Geno Smith, who's number one. Pat Mahomes, number 2, Tua Tungavailoa, 3, Josh Allen, 4, and then Bailey Zappi, 5. This is the first road start of his career. They will lean heavily on Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson last week, once Harris left the game, he played 54 of their 60 offensive snaps. He rushed for 161 yards, career high on 25 carries, also a career high last week. He's averaging 5.5 yards a carry this season as Stevenson behind only Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. We know him. He is good. He is quite good. Uh, Their receivers – You know, just real quickly going through Jacoby Myers is averaging 87 yards a game in 2022. That's sixth in the NFL came back last week. He was hurt. He had an ankle injury, had 111 yards right there, which was the second most in his career. They've got tight end Hunter Henry. Johnu Smith has been out with an injury, good offensive line that they've been healthy and they've all played together. Cole strange, of course, their rookie this year out of Chattanooga starting at left guard, but Trent Brown, David Andrews, Isaiah Wynn have been stalwarts and staples for this team for quite some time and then defensively it's basically big picture running back their defense i put blue on on new members to a team and then greens rookies the only free agent additions or trades on this defense are mac wilson who we know him played a season low nine snaps last week in detroit we do know mac the fluid one raekwon mcmillan former ohio state buckeye uh who does not play very much and then jabril peppers our former first-round pick who was traded to the Giants in the Odell Beckham trade. But that's it. They are running back the same guys. They are led by up front Matthew Judon, a pro bowler last year. He leads the NFL with six sacks. He is the only player in the league. To have a sack in every game so far this season. Uh Dietrich Wise Jr. is one of their captains. He's been with them for a while, fourth round pick in 2017. He's got four sacks already, second on the team. Three of them came in the first half against Baltimore. Christian Barmore, uh, their big guy on the inside, their second round pick out of Alabama, continues. He's got ten pressures already in the season, third in the league. They will play nickel and dime almost exclusively. So If you look here, and I got my handy-dandy chart, personnel, they play nickel and dime 90% of the time. They fifth most nickel, 74%, uh, eighth most dime, 16%. They play the big nickel or the dime. That's their base defense because they have three safeties that they love. Devin McCourty, who's been the captain, 31 career interceptions, multiple-time pro bowler. Kyle Duggar, their second-round pick uh, a few years ago out of Lenore Ryan, who had a pick six against us Mm -hmm. last year. And Adrian Phillips who led the team in tackles or was near the team lead in tackles a year ago with 92. He had four interceptions, which was second most on the team. So they'll play those three safeties. McCourty's the free safety. Duggar and Phillips, they can play linebacker. They can play slot corner. They can blitz. They are all over the field. They've got good corners and four of them. Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, Miles Bryant, and then Jack Jones, a fourth rounder out of Arizona State. All right. He doesn't play the first three weeks of the season inactive week four Jalen Mills misses week four Jack Jones gets to play against Green Bay and in his NFL debut he gets a pick six off of Aaron Rodgers and forces a fumble last week he gets to play a lot again in fact his 40 snaps were second most among their corners picks off Jared Goff near the end zone So, he's played in two games out of five. He leads New England with two interceptions, three passes, defense. He scored a touchdown. And he is pro football focus's number one graded cornerback amongst all corners who Mm have played 20% of their snaps. It's wild. Wild. Yeah. And they have a guy that they drafted in the third round, Marcus Jones, out of Houston, who has only played on special teams so far. So, this kid got an opportunity, Jack Jones, and he has made the most of it. So, they got a Jack Jones, a Jonathan Jones. But this is a a veteran-laden team. Not a lot of new faces, not a lot of youth. You know, they're, I think they're, it feels like everybody on the team's been in the league for a few years mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, and they don't make a ton of mistakes. Now, you can run on them. We talked about they're giving up five yards of carry on the ground, 22nd ranked run defense. So that's what we're going to have to do is run the football on them uh, in this game.
11: That Jones pick six of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. only the fourth pick six ever that Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown.
2: Wow. Wow. I'll give a stat. I feel though. like
1: a team. I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay,
2: one last stat that yep. I think makes people feel happy. New England has given up 2.2 yards per carry before contact on average. That's most in the NFL. On runs outside, 2.6 yards per carry before contact, most in the NFL. Nick Chubb on outside runs, by the way, averaging 5.4 yards after contact per rush. That's right, most in the NFL. This is the most mind-blowing Nick Chubb stat I've ever seen. Nick Chubb leads the NFL in rushing 593 yards. Nick Chubb's yards after contact this year, 415. That would be the fourth leading rusher in the (laughs) NFL.
1: That's absolutely remarkable. This feels like a roster that when they had Tom Brady and when they had Gronk wins the AFC East. But they don't have
2: those guys. Solid veterans. Veterans,
1: solid, no superstars. Everyone does their job. And when you have the greatest quarterback of all time and an ultimate weapon in in Gronkowski, it's great. Yep. But when you don't, it's what they are now, which Rough. is kind of even Steven. A couple of things. Do you think Belichick will pass Don Shula? Because you mentioned he's one behind Shula on wins with one team yep. uh, with his 256. Shula's at 257 with the Dolphins. He's at 256 thus far um, with, the, uh, with the Patriots. Uh, actually, third on that list is Tom Landry with 250, all with the Cowboys. So for the all-time list, Belichick is 292. George Halas is 318. Shula is
2: 328. 328. Yeah, because 71 with the Colts. Yeah. Belichick, though, has 286 if you include playoffs.
1: Yeah, you can't do that, though.
2: That puts him second behind Hallis at 324, including the playoffs. Um, do I think he will catch him? No. I don't either. In Boston, you talked to, to Donovan, who listens to Boston radio still. Yeah. They're, like, ready to run him out of time. They're done. It's a wrap.
1: Yeah. It's All those championships. <laughs> it's a wrap.
2: Um, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's he's 36 away. Here's the thing since 2000. So you average, you're talking, he's not, it he doesn't feel like these are 10 win teams. No way. It's many, many years away. So it's it's five, six years of this away.
2: The thing will is, will craft allow for that? 22 years. Mm hmm. 18 playoff appearances, Mm -hmm. 17 division titles, six Super Bowls, winning percentage of .715, and they're ready to, like, run him out of town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think because, like, had Brady just retired, I think you'd be
1: far more patient with it all. But Brady's been really good since they went in the other direction. Well, yeah. So that's a pretty big part of it. I also saw this in the notes. Um, What's uh, Nick Folk is the kicker. Uh, he extended his NFL record of 63 consecutive field goals made of less than 40 yards. He's coming off his fourth career game of five field goals. They always kick it well. Venetieri, Goskowski, Falk. Always. They always, they're always so sound there. Like if it comes to a field goal, they make it.
2: It's, that to me is one of the more wild stats that there is. The last time that he missed a kick, and but it's by the way, it's under 50 yards. Under 50. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah, under 50. The last time he missed inside the 50 was a 45-yarder, the 2020 season opener against Miami. So he went all of 2020, all of 2021, and now into 2022 without missing inside of 50 yards. And he's playing in 63 or 63 in New England. He's playing
1: four games in climate with the two games in New England and the game in Buffalo. He's playing more than I mean, Well, more, more than that. In New York, too. I mean, those are all outdoor games. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's wild that he's and it's not like it's it. his
11: first team. No, this guys bounce around, around he's a little bit. Cowboys but for a little bit, I think.
1: Yeah, it feels like when you land there and you kick, you make the kicks. It's just part of the deal. I mean, you
2: think about that. We missed from 45 last week.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, he, he hasn't. He wouldn't have. No, and they always and they would have won. They always kick it well. I didn't realize Elliot was there. Correct. Oh, it was Wolf. Elliot Wolf who was here with uh, with the Dorse and uh zoe when that group was here zoe's in miami running that operation Elliot there and then uh doris is in uh with the lions so that's where you stand on would that
11: you, would you like to hear from bill belichick on i would tight end. i would
1: because he says nothing about his own team he's opened his press conference today
11: you know i mean every coach opens a presser you heard coach Stevansky earlier yeah. what they do well it's usually about a minute and a half yep Bill Belichick spent five minutes and 35 seconds talking <laughs> about every player on the team and showering the Browns with praise.
2: I bet you he has real admiration for what Kevin Stefanski has done with this offense, given with what he's yes. had to work with, yeah. and that he I mean, we could thinks play this later. is a big challenge. I
11: mean, no, he, he holds them in very high regards, but he really holds our tight end in high regard. All right, let's have a listen.
2: Joku, productive tight end you know after Ozzie probably the best tight end the Browns have ever had which that's saying something
1: drop that bomb today
2: Barnage had the best statistical season Mm -hmm. right over a thousand yards chief is is
1: well was it Jordan Cameron that was the he had one year was a pro Pro bowl Bowl Bowl. and all of that yeah Winslow was good he was
2: a pro bowler once
1: lots going on there yeah
2: yeah Yeah. out of the record books uh look Chief, five and a, five or more catches, 70 or more yards, three straight games. Last three weeks, his 250 yards, most among all tight ends. His 20 catches, second most among all tight ends. He is becoming what he was paid to be, and he's an elite blocker. And I think a guy like Bill Belichick, when he thinks of a tight end, doesn't think of just numbers. One of the reasons he loved Rob Gronkowski so much was that not only was Gronk dominant, but he's a great blocker.
1: Well, the other thing that I think is really cool about this is, of course, Belichick knows our history so well. That's right. here, yeah, but he also it. has such an admiration for the organization and yes. the brand and all of it. Yes. And so he doesn't say those things lightly. He's showering praise, obviously, but he knows the history of it. So when he says Ozzy, like he doesn't feel the need to say the second name. He's saying, if you don't know who it is, go look it up. Right. That's the idea there. Um, you'll hear from our new linebacker, Dion Jones, coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Hey Cleveland Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners is offering 30% off dry cleaning for the entire month of October. Be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets to an upcoming home game. Just mention the promo code Browns. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. And now here's our new linebacker Deion Jones at the podium. Let's have a listen.
4: Your first reaction
9: when you found out you were traded to Cleveland. Oh I guess I was excited. I was excited. Um, the biggest thing was you know just getting everything together, to meet the fam. Other than that, I was excited. Can't wait to get back. Can't wait to get here. Uh, you know, get started. How did you know you?
1: anything of this before Sunday night? Yeah.
9: Um, no, I did not. So your phone rang. Yeah. <laughs> you were on the plane. <laughs> I was on. I was on the plane Tuesday.
4: How, so yeah. how close are you They activated You did to return for, or they
9: designated you to return. So how um, close do you think so, you are? Today will just be my first day of practice. We'll see from there. Dion, what's it been like dealing with that shoulder, you know, the offseason and the beginning of this season? Um, it's been good. It's been a process, you know, getting healthy, um, just like any, any uh, injury. And I feel good, I'm glad I got it done. And like I said, can't, can't wait to get back to work. When you
8: played in that preseason finale, right, did you expect that you would have to go on IR, or was there a setback
9: that caused you? Um, I wasn't expecting to go back, but um, they had plans, and, you know, that's just how it goes. Did it feel like you could have played? Was your shoulder good enough? I was always ready to play. Yeah, yeah always ready to play. Well, yeah, but they was you, looking out for me also. Can um, you
6: can you play inside and outside or? When, uh, I play both. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched
4: the film of, of the Browns' run defense over the last two games? And do you see areas uh, that you can help short uh, things I, up?
9: I definitely picked that. peeked at it. Um, I think they just one or two plays off from you know having a good game in the run game. So I think they just you know. It's got to gel it all together and it's going an to fall place.
3: What's the challenge of having to learn a new system, like in the middle of the season?
9: Uh, just getting the terminology down. Most of the movements are all the same, but people call it different things. It's getting the terminology down in communication.
4: If you had to be the, the green sticker guy right away, is yeah.
0: it, it, could you do that?
9: I've done it, so yeah, I could do it.
0: Even though you're, you would just be learning this system, do you still feel like?
9: Oh. It's just a matter of applying yourself, studying, making sure you know everything.
10: When was the last time you were the new guy?
9: <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. So, this is all new. Just embracing it. Um, trying to introduce myself to everybody. It's to know everybody's names. It's a bit of a maze around here trying to get my way around. So, I'll figure that out too. Did you I'll have say, some
10: connections here? Is anybody on the team? Of called? course, the Tigers already. I was going to say, yeah. I wish you you
9: grew in? Is for some of those guys? Like you yeah, I was agree. before them, but yeah. I've got to watch them. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm it's it, my Saturdays. Is, is it
5: realistic <laughs> for you to play this game?
9: We'll see. Like I said, I'm just taking it one day at a time. I'm not making any predictions or um, just. When you say we'll
5: see,
9: do you mean we'll see physically or just? I'm just taking it one day at a time. We'll see what happens today. Was there any party? Take it it from there. I'm sorry. Was there any party that was excited about a new start? For sure. Every everyone you know likes a fresh start with a clean slate, no expectations. You know, just come in, learn, and play stress free.
4: We're hearing that uh, Anthony Walker Jr. Is, is back in the building. Have you had an opportunity to meet him and talk to him
9: yet? And what, how did he welcome you? He sure. shows. He's a, uh he's high spirited. He's healing well. From as far as I can see, from the days I, the two days I've been up here. And um yeah, good dude. Uh high spirited and can't wait to get to know him even more.
6: The, the, the Browns have high expectations, you know, at two and three. So how cool is that to join a team that? It's capable of making the playoffs, and and you could be a big part of of yeah. saving that. Yeah, that's
9: big. That's big. I can't wait to see. Like I said, I can't wait to see how I can help this team. And I mean, I'm here. The,
5: the Browns were just in Atlanta, of course, two mm-hmm. weeks
4: ago. There was no talk between you and your agent about they're looking for a player.
9: Nope. What did you? What were your just I guess observations when you watched that game? Watched the game. The it's a tough team. Um, Y'all play hard, like I say. Y'all just one or two plays away from a from a win sometimes, and that's just that's just the, that's just the essence of this league, You know, one or two plays away. Y'all, what total? What, six points, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How and you about joining a team that has Miles Garrett and
4: Jadavian
9: up front. Two outside presences. You gotta love that as linebacker, you know, mm-hmm. setting the edges, and of course, them you know rushing the pass. So can't wait to see, like I said, can't wait to see how I can add to all that. You were in a. Super Bowl against Belichick, so yes. it's kind of ironic that this is the first game. First game back.
5: What do you think about the way uh, he runs his team the challenge ahead for this Browns team?
9: Um, like I said, we know um, the run game, you know, just basically everything. Um, just being locked in and moving forward. You can't make a lot of mistakes with, with uh, the Patriots.
1: Bernie Kozar coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: OBM, the official partner partner of the Cleveland Browns. While well, you depend on the Browns to win, you can depend on OBM. They tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time to head out on the Twisted Tea hotline. Brought to you by Twisted Tea, hard iced tea, an official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. The great Bernie Kozar on the other end. Uh, hey, pal, thanks for the time. Let's start with this one. Um, We had two instances, one in the Tampa Bay game where Brady was wrestled down by Grady Jarrett uh, for the Falcons. And then we had another one on Monday Night Football with Chris Jones uh, with Carr uh, that both were called um, roughing the passer penalties. And the NFL has said they're going to look into this. Should they do something more immediate, Bernie? Because this feels like in both cases, I don't know what you want the defensive guy to do. And I acknowledge I'm asking that to a quarterback.
7: Yeah, as, asking a QB there, Bo, I don't wanna sound biased and stuff nor selfish saying that I got I wish I could have got some of those calls and those rules back <laughs> thirty five years ago. <laughs> but would have been to nice in the present. Yes, but trying to live in the present and answer that question. Um the defense guys are absolutely in a tough situation. Um I, I do believe that the quarterbacks need to be protected. I, I say that in jest about myself 30-some years ago. But I, you don't want to see guys having to take those type hits. Yet that being said, um, seeing some of the ones uh, the last two days, um, Monday night with Patrick Mahomes and then um, uh, Sunday, Sunday that that's something where, it's, boy, that it's actually – changing the outcomes of games and putting guys in a situation where actually if you try to go too late, when this happened a couple years ago, you actually see defensive guys missing tackles because they don't want to be called for, um, rough the quarterback, uh, personal file type stuff, and then they end up embarrassing themselves on film because they miss tackles, and that's really a tragic side to it. Not that we want to see anybody get hurt, but there is a little bit, there's absolutely a physical play to the game that can't be really taken out of it, shouldn't be taken out of it.
2: Bernie, don't you think we just need to make these reviewable and just have kind of common sense prevail? You know, part of me
7: wants to agree with that, but then I started thinking about the the reviewable on, like, the pass interference and and how we opened up so much of, like, kind of a little bit of Pandora's box and stuff. So, from that standpoint, I'm not really sure what the right situation is. And and I was – it kind of hit home, this concussion stuff with me, that uh, watching Tua when I actually had the same team doctors back 30-some years ago, and to think that – that happened then, and the same guys are still involved doing it now. So you don't want to see it get to that extreme. So it probably is better to err on the side of caution and, and not getting guys hit, hit or overhit. But wow, it, that's, if I was if I was uh, Chris Jones, and I, I would really be crushed and bummed out today, not sure what what to do.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm fine with erring on the side of caution, yeah. but then when you see that it was not. Passing her, or not roughing the passer, and in the case of Chris Jones, that he already had the ball before he fell on Derek Carr, that you can't make that call. Right. You, you almost and you reward it. Yeah,
7: and I, I really do like some of the times too, where uh, in the past referees and the league didn't like you to pick up your flags or say that um, that wasn't a penalty, but. Nathan, to your point, there's some version of that of, that's almost common sense that that has to overrule some things at, at that point where you'd like to see them pick up the flag and, and say that that was a mistake.
1: Yeah, it feels, Bernie, like the – and it, this is obviously such a hot button this week. Obviously, you don't want anybody coming in low at the quarterback's knees and feet. Like you understand that. And you don't want them coming in high around the hat and in the arm and that type of stuff for the concussion safety that needs to be out there. Uh, but the Grady Jarrett, I mean, that is a text. I coach fifth grade football. That is a textbook, like how we're taught to teach them head away from the action, wrap up and roll. I mean, that's what we're taught. And for that one to be called, it's like to me, it's pretty simple. If you tackle somebody between the shoulders and the knees, that's a go, right? I mean, isn't that just a simple way to fix it? that's how you know
7: oh the way you so beautifully articulated described that i got so self-absorbed again and thinking about how you said obviously you can't go low and hit the knees i want to go back 30 some years ago <laughs> and say that god i wish i hadn't learned again but it's staying in the <laughs> present you're exactly you're exactly right that's the proper you're coaching the fifth grade guys the exact way and that's it almost leaves it leaves it to where you're coaching it up, and then when you're you're doing that that you put the guys um, in a catch-22 situation.
2: All right, Bernie, let's turn the page to the New England Patriots. And last time we faced them, they were schemed up. They were ready for us. They beat us 45 to seven. A lot of different players. We didn't have Nick Chubb Cream Hunt in that game. Obviously, a new quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. Let's just start big picture this team has been through heartbreak two weeks in a row, three of the last four games they should have won that they have not. How do you rally? How do you fix that? How do you get back on the winning track? And for Jacoby and a quarterback in particular, where you just have a play where you just didn't see the guy and you take points off the scoreboard and ultimately cost your team down in the red zone?
7: Well, well, first, uh, in terms of how to get back on track, easier said than done. But um, the way the Browns and Coach Stefanski have tried to keep an even keel and win, the win or lose, you're trying to win the week and win the day and go 1-0 for the week, 1-0 for the day. So looking in the rearview mirror, even if, it's neg- uh, if it's positive or negative, you want to get that behind you. After the last two weeks, Nathan, like you asked, that couldn't be any more truer this week that you want to – Somehow some way, the old Jimmy Johnson line, get that behind you so that you can focus on somehow some way, get yourself ready to make plays and get a W because you're now going into this game. It's starting now to be week six of the season. Both teams got five games of film film study of each other on there. And it's you're getting to really getting to see each other's personality and um, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots unfortunately are starting to get their stride in terms of defensively shutting down the Detroit Lions who came into the, uh, the game last week as the number one scoring offense in the NFL and they got a goose egg put up against them. Um, plus, the Lions were, were struggling at stop, their defense at stopping the run. Unfortunately, the New England Patriots with Ramondre Stevenson found their running game last week with between the tackles, 166 yards rushing with him. So with us struggling the last couple of weeks and stopping the run, um, 14 straight runs two weeks ago by the Atlanta Falcons, 238 uh, total yards rushing. Um, last week by the L.A. Chargers. You know that Bill Belichick is going to have that physical run game coming at us this upcoming Sunday. Heck, he's the guy who, I think it was last year, in Buffalo on Monday night did not throw a pass the whole game. So, you know both teams are going to get their physical presence ready um, because it's going to be a physical game. And Yes, there'll be X's and O's involved and that. NFL chess match part of it. But really, I think the deep down the core, both teams are tough and physical, and they know the line of scrimmage and in the trenches. This game couldn't be any more tr- uh, true from that standpoint. And if you've had a bad taste in your mouth the last two weeks, I'd rather play a game where I know I physically, it's going to be a physical game as opposed to just a, I got to trick them type game. Because if you really look at our Personnel, especially offensively, um, we match up. We match up really well, and from a talent perspective, we're um, we're we're I believe we're we're a physically more dominant team.
1: Yeah, we we were looking kind of going over this when we met the Patriots, Bernie. We agree. I mean, it's we we are the more talented team, but you know we've said that before, and it doesn't come out in a W. I, I know you're such a student of the game, and you just devour the film. When you think about what's happened to us, you alluded to it in the run game defensively. Where are our failures biggest in your mind? The last two weeks, the way teams have been able to run it against us.
7: Well, we talked about this through the through the beginning of the season and the off season, um, and then it's it's materializing as the year goes on. When we're running the ball and we're winning the game, and other teams have to play catch up, um, they have to throw the ball more, and that lends itself to um, our pass rush, our defensive ends, um, our our lighter, undersized linebackers that covering pass coverage when that. Kind of hybrid four-two-five with the three-type safeties or the undersized linebackers, and it really helps when you're leading and in, in the pass game. We knew we were light and undersized at D tackle and at middle linebacker. So when other teams are running or some of the other teams that have made more of a uh, made more of a commitment to the running game and the more physical running game, then. Well, those type teams, we don't physically, size-wise, match up against them as good, and that's where um, New England um, started putting their point of emphasis last week. So, how do we, how do we match up physically right now to be able to physically stop them um, is, is something that uh, we really have to look at, and maybe, uh, maybe some of the stuff looking at some of those run blitzes and putting a little more pressure of guys around the line of scrimmage to, to, to get up, to pressure because from a personnel standpoint, it could be tough. It could be tough without that physical girth in the, in the middle.
2: Yeah, and they're going to bring it. Last time we played them, Stevenson, Damian Harris missed that game as well. Stevenson ran the ball 20 times for 100 yards and two scores. So We've got to be ready for that up front. I want to flip it around to when we have the ball. And, Bernie, there are some things about you know New England, they'll disguise a lot of things. But from a quarterback standpoint, here are a couple things that you are going to know and know for sure. They're likely to be a nickel or dime. They play 90% of the time in nickel or dime with a big, a big nickel, three safeties on the field more often than a traditional nickel. And sometimes they'll go dime with three safeties and the three corners. And then the other thing is they play the highest combined percentage of man one and cover three in the NFL, 72.8%. So you're going to have one-on-ones on the outside all day long as a quarterback, when a team is going to give you, you know, you know, three quarters of the time, they're playing these two defenses, what advantage does that give you? And then what are the differences in your mind as a quarterback against man one versus cover three? Because I'll tell you, our quarterback, it's a big difference. Man one, 53%, 5.8 yards per attempt. 68.8 rating against cover three, 77% completions, 8.6 yards per attempt, and a 116 rating for Jacoby Brissett. So walk us through from a quarterback standpoint, what are the differences, man one, cover three, and what are you thinking going against a team that's going to give you that the vast majority of the time more than anybody else in the league?
7: So obviously from my past and having a, a almost a 40-year relationship with Bill Belichick and, and that staff and understanding of those defensive principles is a a defensive genius goes without saying, but sometimes he's such a genius and his genius of being simplistically smart and simplistically genius with it and not overcomplicating things. So he typically has a concept of the day and a concept of the week that he wants to do from, from the defensive perspective against our offense and especially this week of offensively having having um, the dominance and and productivity that our Cleveland Browns offense has had. He does always want to take away your number one weapon, my number one weapon. We're a little more diverse with that, but it's the running game and Nick Chubb. But that being said, easier said than done, because if I had to play my success against Bill Belichick has always been the power running game between the tackles, um, Up front, they're they're so well versed. They're so well coached on handling their gap responsibilities, setting their edges. It's really tough to trick them on outside bootlegs, nakeds, um, outside runs because they do set the edge very well. And sometimes you overthink yourself. You look around too much. And sometimes the best thing to do against his type team is to go right ass at them. And and that's sometimes easier said than done. And you that bend but don't break, bend but don't break um, defensive philosophy. And when he's in those in those type of philosophical beliefs like that, you roll in the cover threes and the soft cover twos. You have those. Safe throws outside um, the the checkdowns, the the ability to the way Coach Stefanski has been with his personnel groups and motions and shifts, being able to create somewhat easy throws versus those soft three uh, soft cover three coverages has been really good, especially early in the game. So, I absolutely see more of that. More of that. Um, coming to Sunday.
2: Bernie, from a quarterback's perspective, one thing I was kind of noting in that game as it was going on last week against the Chargers is it felt like we were becoming predictable running on first down. And I was kind of calling in the booth for a play action pass on first down. And we actually did that and we started to hit him. And Jacoby's averaging almost 10 yards an attempt on play action on first down. As a quarterback, what do you like about play action on first down, especially when you've got a guy like Nick Chubb behind you? What does that do for an offense, and what does that do for a defense as well?
7: Yeah, Nathan, fantastic point. You know, maybe you could uh, – I was thinking that. You could be thinking that last week of running the ball, and then Coach Stefanski and Jacoby Brissett uh, about midway through that third quarter when it was um, 2017, 21 range – and Coach started leading off the drive with first and 10 throws. And not just yep. play-action first and 10 throws that were check-down screen games. No, first and 10 throws with 12-yard, 14, 16-yard square ends, things down the road in that intermediate passing game. That's so gorgeous. The how we open up using play-action pass, intermediate passing game, really between... Um, the 10-yard lines, I say, and you got down to basically the one-yard line with that type of concept, and then great championship teams, when they need a yard, they give a yard, then at the one-yard line, one-and-a-half-yard line, give it to Kareem Hunt, and he took it in on that drive that I think you and me are referring to. That, that, that type yep. of um, changes, that type of play calling, the type of execution by our offense by Jacoby, absolutely more of that than less of that and i think we started hitting on something that i guess a bill belichick team i love running right at you like that and i really love versus that cover three again nathan and Bo. you got the guy down there in that intermediate zone because the backers sucked up like that belichick's teams really read keys phenomenally so be careful we may drop into those into those zones this week, but that's okay because in those play-action plays, you have the back checking down right in front of that linebacker. So if they do get depth, you're hitting a nice, easy check down to a Kareem Hunt, a Nick Chubb, a David Najoku um, in and around the line of scrimmage with the Amari Coopers, Barman Peoples-Jones, in that intermediate area down the field. That was gorgeous in the third quarter last week, and I absolutely would love, Nathan, to see more of that, uh, especially this week.
1: Bernie, you're the best. Thanks for making us smarter every week, pal. Awesome, guys.
7: You matter. Go Browns.
1: Go Browns. The great Birdie Kozar joining us on the Twisted Tea Hotline. The nuts quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea, cool, refreshing, 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down gold, twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. Jacoby Brissett up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns
0: Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated with you. Join them as a customer's employee. You'll become part of the family. Visit rumpke.com to learn more. Let's head to the podium now. Our quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby,
5: does your familiarity with Bill Belichick help in any way in this
12: game? Uh, Hopefully it does. um, Have some understanding of the the defense. Uh, Obviously, it's been a couple years since I've been there. Uh, And yeah, so hopefully, hopefully it pays off a little bit.
10: Did you
5: play
12: against him in Indy or? Uh, I got a quarterback sneak version one time. That was probably about it. <laughs> what do you remember back your time there? A uh, uh, lot, of, lot of good memories. Uh, I mean, I got my first start there. Uh, a lot of the, a lot, some of the guys on there are still on the same team, so I know those guys. Uh, uh, obviously, great coached, uh, good players, good vets, uh, good guys that understand the system, the system that they've been running for a while. and uh, So, yeah, a uh, really good team.
10: What do you remember about the, the craziness of the, the play game this
12: season? I, I wasn't there for that season. I came the other year.
6: I, I mean the, the the year after.
12: Uh this I got a chance to play, uh, <laughs> won a Super Bowl, so good memories for me, you know.
8: Does the situation with the quarterbacks now, kind of Zappy being forced into playing early, like you remind you um, of what you went through?
12: Oh, for sure, uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, kind of seeing that transpire a little bit, uh, obviously, because I'm friends with some of the guys on the team, so following that a little bit and and seeing their third guy uh, end up playing some games and winning, and uh, so I brought back a couple of memories for sure.
8: What did Bill do in those early starts when you were playing, didn't expect to play? What did he do to help you succeed? Maybe that he's doing the same thing
12: now. I think it was just playing good football around the quarterback, you know? and helping him out in that help. I know it was helping me out in that way as far as not asking the quarterback to do everything for him, and, and uh, that helped me when we played. So, yeah.
6: Jacoby, when went into Belichick. Do you find yourself maybe even preparing for the coach a little bit more than you would, like, the players because he's been doing it
12: so long? Uh, He's been doing it too long for me to <laughs> prepare for him. It's more so obviously the system and then the guys that are playing, you know, uh, because they're out there doing it. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's the focus. It's just focusing on the team. Obviously, he's the coach. He's running the show, but uh, definitely focusing on the team.
4: When you talk about, the, you know, Bill setting you up and have everyone else around you play well, to tell. Yeah, do you almost feel like Kevin Spence has done the same thing for you here?
12: Uh, I think that's the mindset of any coach, but, yeah, definitely here. Uh, is play good football, play good football on defense and special teams, and, and uh, that's playing good complementary football. I mean, you, people think it's like a mind blowing thing, but don't you want to do that? Don't you want to play good defense, special teams, and good offense? So I think it's it's kind of stated in the obvious, but making more of an emphasis on it.
10: Jacoby, when I asked you this a couple of weeks ago about the offense, you said, the only thing that's stopping us right now is us. Is it still kind of feel
12: that way? Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, just look at our drives from last game. Uh, a three and out on the second down that I could have had Chubb on a, a big play and picking a red zone. Uh, just things like that, where it's just like, that has nothing to do with the defense, but everything to do with us, and I think that's still the case. Uh, when we self scout throughout the years, it's always been us that stopped us. We've been an inch away or a player away or a assignment away from not being stopped, so yeah.
10: Has it been your experience in the past that that can be corrected, that sometimes you just kind of go through these?
12: Oh, definitely, and I think that's a good problem to have. You know, uh, I've been on the other side where it's been the team, other teams are stopping what we're doing, you know, so we have to reevaluate a bunch of things, but that's not the case right now for us here. And and uh I think the guys understand that and we're we're you know, scrapping to find a way to to get those those that play, that that assignment. And and uh I think that's the mindset going forward is is, is just focusing on in on each task each play and, and 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 seeing what the results may be after that.
4: What about Matthew Judah and some of the other uh top guys on that defense, but especially Matthew?
12: Yeah, they're I mean he's obviously a freak. Uh um uh, you know, he's everything that uh, Belichick wants in a player, uh, does, uh, does everything well, uh, every, the task that he needs to do, uh, can move him around everywhere, uh, it's tough, uh, physical. But that, that's their team. That's, that's the, the model of their team. And, and um, that's evident on when you turn on the film that, that that's still the mindset there.
6: Jacoby, is it difficult or how do you learn not to be hard on yourself when you throw that interception late in the game and then um, in that last possession, don't get the ball advanced more than 10 yards. How do you not?
12: Well, we hard? did get it more than 10 yards. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's uh, – I, I was talking about this to AWOC. It's just – it just hasn't bounced our way yet. Uh, obviously, just the the, the interception is – that had nothing to do with the defense. It had something to do with me. Uh, and uh, just – just focusing in on those—that's all it really is It's just focus and, and concentration, and and, uh, and I think doing that uh, helps the outcome of games.
6: Uh, yeah, but I was asking how do you not be—you just said it was on you. How, how do you not be hard on yourself?
12: Uh, that's not being hard on myself. That's just facts. I mean, that's that's obvious that I, I threw the ball. Yeah. So
6: that's what I'm asking. Do you, do you blame yourself? How and how do you not that that? carry
12: over then. Oh, it's over now. The game's over. I can't go back and do anything about that. So I've moved past that a long time ago. Uh, so uh, excited for this opportunity and this 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 next one we got we go
6: off of those, Some of those you know, they're kind of late, they're, you know, trying to get down there, trying to do things. But beyond that, do you feel like you're playing some of the best football?
12: You're uh, definitely. I think we're playing very well on offense and, and, and making a lot of plays and and, and playing clean. Uh, obviously, in those critical situations, it's still no excuse, no matter what when the situation is. Um, but we just got to find a way to continue to play good football and and, uh, and understand that we can't give another team uh, easy possessions where they don't do anything but we do everything to to stop ourselves. When you
5: were traded by bill, were you disappointed as a
12: bill? I don't think anybody's happy. Well, unless you ask for a trade, I don't think anybody's happy to get traded. Uh, so I definitely was disappointed. and, and uh, Yeah, but I've moved past that so so long ago in my life.
5: And it opened an opportunity for you, obviously. Yeah. That was a great organization be with they drafted you and you weren't there but what one year yeah did he tell you you were treated and explained it or did somebody
12: else uh it was a mixture of both I mean it's it's no really explaining to do it's not like you can plead out of it you know uh so it was more one of those things where I had to you know kind of grow up fast in this league and and, uh and and yeah the league kind of that was my welcome to the NFL moment, you, do you know,
5: have any relationship with uh, Brady and Garoppolo? on
12: uh, I would say we're still friends. Yeah.
7: What
4: well, do you know with Bill Belichick? Uh, what do you think is going through, you know, his mind as he prepares for you guys this week? You know, seeing some of the things that have gone on, on defense and also what kind of attention to detail uh, do you know
12: uh, that he likes to? Yeah, I, I think he's trying to stop us on offense and score on us on defense, right? And, and, uh, I think he is basically focusing on, hey, look, like, we have to go and play clean. They, they have to go come in here and play clean, but I think the even more focus is we have to go play clean. The, the, the known fact is that the Patriots don't beat themselves, uh, so we can't go beat the Browns and beat the, the Patriots at the same time. So that's the mindset and it just focusing in on, on this plan and the team that we're playing against uh, and just taking it one day and one play at a time.
10: The scrutiny right now of the roughing the passer calls—it's a rule that was designed to, to protect you. I'm just curious, from a quarterback standpoint, are you fine with the rule? Do you think there can be some tweaking?
12: Um, Keep protecting me as much as possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> many times I can get one, I'll take one. So I'm not going to complain about that.
8: Um, you mentioned it. Or you touched on it a little bit when you're talking about Judon, but when you think about a Belichick defense, like what are the staples that you think about?
12: Tough, smart, fast uh, guys that know what they're doing. Uh, guys won't, you won't find them misaligned much. Uh, you won't find them beating, us, beating their sales on defense. Uh, I think he's kept uh, some of the core veteran guys that understand his mindset and his system uh, to the point where they're kind of extensions of him on the field. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much what it is just tough, sound uh, group of guys.
8: And yeah, I know he likes to take away kind of the other team's number one option. Well, I mean, you guys have that running game you've been able to do against everybody. Do you expect him to like do something to try to take or do everything he can to limit what Nick and Karin can do?
12: Uh, yeah, I would think he would try to, you know, uh, but so is everybody else, you know, and uh, it's just about us focusing in on our plan and straining and, and uh, having compliments off of, of that stuff and, and keeping them on their toes and, and giving them things that they haven't prepared for. Um, and then just seeing, then just come down, just playing football and see where the chips lay.
4: I know you talked about critical situations. How much have you evaluated? I know it's case by case with the interceptions, and, but how much have you evaluated those plays in the critical situations? And, and what can, what can you gain from
12: that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's no like scientific answer. It's just don't do it. You know, Uh, just, just really focusing in really in those moments uh, because you know, the ball is in my hand, and, and uh, it's its not like I lost trust, trust in myself or, or anything of that nature. It's just more so just focusing in.
4: Did you, do you think that's, like, the one hurdle? Like, you're, you're playing well. I mean, we see that, but is that the one hurdle to kind of get over
12: those moments? <laughs> we got more, more than that to get over. I mean,
6: individually, uh, to play at the level you want
12: to play. Yeah, I got more than that to get okay. over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah. It's, it's something that's part of the game that uh, obviously trying to work on and, and get better at it. and and um, listen I, I clearly I haven't lost trust in myself or confidence in myself uh, to go out there and just keep continue to make plays and and being smart and taking care of the ball which I feel like I do and um, so yeah.
5: If Belichick were Last to one. sell out to stop the Browns' run game, would you expect that? An additional linebacker on the field, or how
12: would he do that? I have no idea. I think he will do something that I he doesn't think I have idea that he'll do, because obviously I won't be able to prepare for it. But uh, I'm excited to see what, it, what it's going to be. Um, they're a tough team. We're a tough team. Um, and let's just see how it goes, you know? Jacoby,
3: real quick, Deshaun back in the building. What, what has it been like to have him around in meetings
12: and all that? Uh, it's been cool to see him. Uh, haven't seen him in a while, so uh, so yeah, normal.
1: All right, there it is. Jacoby Brissett at the podium from earlier today. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases of the NFL. Join the Browns season ticket member waitlist today. Best chance at securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to ClevelandBrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. We'll go around the league. Coming up next, you're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. While well, you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM because we tackle any size office. Call 216 485 2000 or visit OhioBusinessMachines.com as we go around the league. Did you see Devontae Adams was charged? Okay. You're on. Good.
2: I get it. Like, every lawyer who saw that was i'm sure finding out who is this person how can we of get course. money out of Devonte yeah. adams which we saw Devonte put shouldn't have pushed him obviously but the real issue here is kansas city security when when we're on the field and people are coming in and out of the tunnel there's not supposed to be any walking going across the no, tunnel or so. in their way that guy was where he should not have been at that moment now whether or not that's his fault or it's security's fault doesn't matter but what Devontae did, he shouldn't have done, but that guy shouldn't have been there. And it, it feels like my experience, you give up a lot of your typical rights by being on the sideline. Like, it's for the players and the coaches, and you're there, but knowing you're potentially in harm's way. Bo? Did you see the video from behind Adams
1: that, it was, that, you, that was out circulating this morning? The reverse angle that Schefter tweeted out? There's a video from behind Adams where it looks to me like he doesn't even see the guy. Yeah. He's I mean, walking. There's a crowd. All of a sudden, someone is The, the photographer is trying to and walk kinda, across. Yeah. And he just kind of hits him and reacts and shoves him. Yeah. It's not like he went out of his way oh, no. to hit the guy. Not malicious. The guy shouldn't have been there to begin with. No, he should not. Yes. That is assumed. Yes. I mean, in a, in a previous career, I have been like one of those guys down there, whether it was with camera or without. It's all, You, it's understood. Yeah. Like you're not. Of course, you're not going to get hit or anything like that in terms of punched or somebody going out of their way. No. But if you're in the realm of where they are, that's their space, man. I'm 100%. shocked
2: the f- charges were filed. Shocked. Well, I'm not shocked the charges were filed. I don't think it's going to happen. I, mean, I don't think can. he's going to get it's anything just for it. Nonsense. Yes. Absolute
1: nonsense. And I
11: wouldn't settle either. No, I and wouldn't. Like, now, forget it. No, yeah. of course not. You um, should take it up with the Kansas City security people.
1: Yeah, and the guy in, um, you saw the guy that. Um, bobby wagner tackled had i've never even heard of this had what was was diagnosed as a full body concussion
11: what the hell is that come on again you ran on the field of play you deserve what you get
1: we just suck as a society what are we doing there are there are repercussions for actions man that's right like you don't just get to do whatever you want you bunch of bozos you run onto the field like all is in play
2: man it's totally crazy
1: and all is within the rights. Dallas is preparing Cooper Rush to start Sunday versus the Eagles. There was talk that maybe Dak so no able to go, but it sounds like they're going to go with uh, what Cooper McCarthy Rush for more like, Because Dak's not ready? I would assume. Interesting. This is even more interesting. Are you guys aware of this situation in Miami this morning? Did you see Joel Shad's yep. reporting of this? So. Sky Thompson, Skyler Thompson, is going to start this weekend for Miami. What do you mean? Why is Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater not playing? Skyler Thompson is scheduled to start this weekend. Teddy Bridgewater is in concussion protocol, but is expected to play, but not start. He did not throw today. Tua Tungavailoa did throw today. He is not in concussion protocol, and he is out one more week.
11: Just a mess.
1: Why isn't Teddy Bridgewater starting?
11: He's still in concussion protocol.
1: Yeah, but they expect him back Sunday. I mean that's what that's what Shad's reporting this morning that he was expected back Sunday. So he must be progressing. I mean, you got you know how that goes. So he must be progressing to the point where he can play.
11: But McDaniel said all basically all indications are Skylar Thompson will be their quarterback. He was
1: the, he threw today at practice in Miami and Tua Tungabiloa threw at practice in Miami. Tua is not in concussion protocol, is practicing, but is out one more week. Yeah. So,
2: he has not What is his cleared.
1: injury designation?
2: He hasn't been cleared to return to football. He's practiced this morning. He's he not in concussion morning. protocol.
11: He has not been cleared to play. McDaniel said. I'm looking it up right now. Huh? It's weird. well. I don't understand. It, Teddy Bridgewater passed every. Their co- own medical staff screwing it up.
2: Or, or it's a mess created by, by the way, the NFL and Dr. Alan Sills said that that doctor did nothing wrong and he shouldn't have gotten fired. The NFLPA fired him mm-hmm. or it's a scary thing that happened in a very fast and violent game. And that was brought to a lot of light because it was Thursday night football. Like if that happens on Sunday at one o'clock amidst 12 other games, yeah, two is probably playing this week. And Teddy Bridgewater probably was able to play the following week.
1: Well, that's my hunch is that it's an overcorrection for an unfortunate an awful thing that happened
11: yes so mcdaniel said this this morning that tua could be cleared from concussion protocol so i guess Tua is still he's he through this he was, morning he was throwing at the team's practice but won't complete the journey back to action this week said there's a chance he could be cleared from concussion protocol ahead of the team's week six game against the vikings but noted he has not played football in two weeks and said he did not see a scenario where Tua could get on the field this weekend. I can say with certainty he's not playing Sunday. Hmm.
1: Did you also see this? Rivera apologized for the Wentz comments, apologized to the team.
11: I think you're a little late on that. And then
1: Wentz's comments were, it's all good, coach apologized to the team, he admitted he was wrong, so forth and so on. Have we had anybody through here who has been there in Philly, when Wentz was there, did AB with there? But he wouldn't have been in the room. Like I just wonder, if we had a player? I'd be very interested to know just what is it about Wentz that rubs people the wrong way. So AB was there in '19, which would have
2: been yeah. Wentz was definitely there,
1: right? But he might not have been. He would you know, you're assistant to what they GM. There's a For sure, they got rid of him. But uh, he wouldn't ever share that sure. with us. But I mean, I just wondered if we had a player. Have we had a player come through who was there when Wentz was there? It doesn't feel like it. I'm trying to think of somebody. I don't think we've had anybody that's that's double. No up. one of consequence. Yeah, I've never. I just would be curious to know what is it about him that rubs people the wrong way.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
11: By the way, more on this Tua and the and the Theodore portion of the program. Um, Teddy Bridgewater remains in concussion protocol. He will be working with trainers at Wednesday's practice. He'll be eligible to do a limited practice on Thursday. Could be cleared in time to play this weekend, but McDaniel said the team is planning to start Skylar Thompson, whether that happens or not, because Bridgewater would not have a full practice before the game.
1: Well, there you go. What? Who do they have this week?
11: Uh, tremendous question. I haven't even got a chance to look Miami. forward. It's a
1: great week, and it's Vikings. Vikings Miami, are at Miami. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All kind right, of a big game. Yeah, I mean that. I mean Bills and Chiefs is this weekend.
2: That's
1: that's that's your game. You get Cowboys and Eagles too. uh, So a lot of good ones there. One other thing, did you guys see that in Seattle they are moving their game back to five twenty five to accommodate the baseball? If only if there's a game four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they get to a game four, that Arizona Seattle game will go from four oh five to five twenty five. I think to accommodate the baseball earlier in the afternoon. Still, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: And be part of one of the most passionate fan base in the NFL. Join the Browns season ticket member wait list today for the best chance at securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to ClevelandBrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050. Reserve your spot today. And tonight, catch the Browns preview show, seventy eight University Hospital's Cleveland Browns radio network. Oh. Wyatt Teller joins Wyatt. Ken and Gerard on that'll be good. the show He's a great interview. tonight. He's a phenomenal.
2: Yeah, that'll be a good phenomenal. one. Go uh, so Go Guards. Guys.
1: Tomorrow, tomorrow, Yep. Oh, that's right. I don't know why. Why would they play four games? Why would they play four games yesterday, and then they have none today?
2: There's none in all of the major league baseball. Nothing is that the deal?
11: Yeah, we we had a we had a game in the middle of the day yesterday. Yeah, they could Can have they gone talk two and, to and to the two. The NBA, the NBA has hits.
2: like a playoff game every have, day two for games like every day, m- a month. By the way, this is a
1: sport where they're used to playing every day. It's in the brochure.
2: Why I would they know. do that?
1: I have no idea. It's brutal. Not great leadership, Bob.
2: Hey, so you, you hold on a second. Actually,
11: there are two. There are two NL games. Connor coming to the rescue.
2: Okay, all right, that makes more sense. Four
1: thirty and eight thirty. That makes the more, two NL. Okay, fine. Okay. The so they went four. So they yesterday go back for back some reason, and then two. I and know. Next level can sort it out. They're up next. Thanks for listening, Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
11: You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production
1: of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN, eight fifty WKNR.